millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News for Saturday Night Livestream. Hope everyone out there is having a lovely afternoon, evening, wherever you are in this beautiful planet. Tonight, we're going to be joined once more by my friend, Mr. James Martinez. We're going to be talking about a very exciting development in the world of energy and uh, technology. You guys are not going to want to miss this. Do me a favor. Please help us out by liking and sharing the broadcast on your favorite social media platforms. Check out the links for James in the description below, and my mods will be passing them out throughout the broadcast tonight. Of course, we're going to be taking your calls in the second hour. So if you have any questions about how this works or what's going on, James's experience with exciting breakthrough technologies, then please don't hesitate to call. Looks to me like Rumble might have closed captioning as an option now, which is awesome. If you guys know anybody who is hard of hearing or prefers to watch videos with the closed captioning on, that's pretty sweet. All right, do me a favor, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, because we're going to be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us, and please join me in welcoming my guest once again, Mr. James Martinez. James, how are you tonight, sir? Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, looks like we have, uh, oh, your video's back. Okay, it was frozen for a moment. Uh, just so everybody knows, the moment before I'm about to hit stream tonight, my soundboard starts the process of updating. You can't stop it when it's there. And the content of this show, guys, is going to be explosive. So 
Please uh, bear with me if we have technical difficulties, because this is the kind of show that I I would not be surprised if there were people out there playing around with our ability to put this information out. James, tonight we're going to be talking about this new technology, but I want to talk about beginning this conversation with your personal experience with these types of breakthrough technologies. Um, You know, there is, oh my God, and he's gone. (laughs) No sooner did I say it and he gets booted off. All right. Well, trust me, this stuff is going to be good. Trust me on this one. We'll wait for James to come back. Please just let me know that you guys are out there. I see we do have people on Getter. We've got people on the Foxhole. We've got people over there on Rumble and on Odyssey. Just waiting for James to connect. <laughs> LCB. Who's LCB? Low Country Brooklyn. Okay. Low Country Brooklyn. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you being here. Man, I can't believe that happened so fast. <laughs> oh. Mm. Well, <clears throat> Just as long as James gets back here, we'll be able to talk about this stuff. Yeah, fire up your Tesla coils and so much more. So let me ask you this. While you guys are here, while we're waiting for James, how many of you uh, have been interested in what you might call free energy technologies? The idea of overunity, of producing more energy than what you put in. What a lot of people will say breaks the laws of physics. I'd be very interested to know. If you guys follow this stuff already, because I think if you follow it, then the content of what James has to tell us, I think it's going to be even that much more interesting. Um, While we're waiting for James to come on back in here, let me just say that, in my opinion, uh, the energy market is one of those aspects of the deep state that has been used to control us for so long. You know, think about this, okay? Uh, here, here we go. James is back. James is back. Let me get him in here. <laughs> Susan will follow you to the ends of the internet. Yes. Susan Wijewicki is kicking us offline. James, I'm glad you're back, buddy. Sorry about that. Um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. My apologies. It's all I, right. I, wasn't... I thought it was hilarious that it happened so quickly after I said that it might. But, okay, so going back to my first question. How long have you been involved in the concept of breakthrough technology, uh, energy technologies, and how did you get involved in this subject? Um, I've been involved in in that particular field since about 1989. Um, it was a, a curiosity that was suggested to me by the late uh, Dr. Andre Berharch. Um, if anybody looks that name up. Uh, they might find him uh, involved with a lot of unusual activity in the United States during the time while he was alive. He was he authored um, the Sacred Mushroom. He offered he also authored the Iceland Papers, and he was an intimate part of uh, uh, the development of uh, the remote viewing psychic warfare program of the United States. And it was he that told me it was him and his colleague. Uh, in uh, 89, 88, 89, at that time, um, they told me that uh, uh, in conversations that I was having, that hydrogen was going to be the hydrogen and water would be the fundamental tool that would break through um, energy. And it was from that point pretty much that um, 
I got curious, essentially. Uh, I, didn't, I wasn't really interested in uh, uh, energy technologies or technologies at all until I was told by these people that I respected that this was going to be the fundamental change for humanity. Then, then my, it perked my interest up, and then it wasn't too long after that, um, ironically, that the um, discovery of Stanley Pons and Bob Fleischman took place at the University of Utah, uh, where cold fusion was born. And it was at that point when that occurred, um, I had already been kind of foretold that uh, hydrogen and water would be the future energy, the future of energy for essentially the human race by very unusual people. Um, I didn't put all that together till later since the uh, private videos of uh, Dr. Andre Eberhardt were released. And he's, if you people, if people look up that they'll see him talking about uh, the relationship between water and hydrogen on some of his videos, but it was, it was Stanley Pons and Fleischmann right after that. Then I, I, I became truly engaged in the situation because of the uh, disruptive nature of it. That's really what did it. So Pons and Fleischmann, I think that's like the the seminal set of names that people always think of when you consider cold fusion and the possibility that this is a real technology that, that could be harnessed by mankind. What happened to Pons and Fleischmann? Because they were on the cusp of bringing something to market and showing it publicly, and then it seemed like everything kind of imploded, and there was a noticeable shift in coverage on the subject from, like, these two guys are visionaries and they're going to set mankind free to suddenly... Pons and Fleischmann are, you know, snake oil salesmen, and they have nothing. Are you there? Yeah. What happened was, yes, I'm here. Um, what happened was that um, the disruptive nature of the discovery, uh, it interrupted a gigantic uh, fusion deal in the nuclear world. And an $800 million contract was lost the day uh, it was announced because of its announcement. And at that time, when I first heard this uh, discovery, I remember the exact location where I was when I heard it. I was actually in the Palm Springs area when I heard about it. And I, my first my first intention and uh, instinct was either these guys are going to be dead or their careers are going to be over. And uh, it did end their careers uh, because of what they did. Uh, the discovery um, disrupted and altered uh, the balance of power, so to speak, um, in the energy sector. Um, for those people that are not familiar with this, I always tell people um, the, the ultimate kind of uh, educational tool to start people on this, if people pause this later when they're watching it and look up Cold Fusion 60 Minutes, that is the best breakdown of what actually happened and why their careers were ruined and how ultimately they were liberated. And um, Bob Fleischman, before he passed away, uh, uh, it was confirmed, yes, they did have Cold Fusion. And uh, it essentially uh, was his final uh, vindication, so to speak, uh, on 60 Minutes. And that was done many, many years ago because what happened was when that uh, discovery took place, essentially everybody around that world that was in science 
their careers were destroyed. There were people that were killed. There was death threats. There was uh, secrecy everywhere. And it was really MIT that screwed up everything for everybody uh, because they lied about the results they were getting when they initiated to uh, duplicate the experiment. Uh, MIT is basically, um, their reputation is destroyed because of what they did. And they've been uh, nothing but uh, a hindrance for a lot of uh, new technologies and new discoveries, in my, my opinion. I mean, Dr. Peter Hagelstein is the, the considered one of the world's experts, and he's still got a kind of separate category at MIT. Um, people may recall uh, the movie called The Saint. Uh, it came out in 1997 mm-hmm. with Val Kilmer and Elizabeth Shue. And the little formula papers that were used in that movie were actually Peter Hagel's um, when that was happening. And ironically, uh, I might add, um, when I was visiting the labs to, to see everything for myself, I left the labs and in the afternoon I took a flight back into Los Angeles and sitting right next to me, <laughs> it's the craziest thing, sitting right next to me was a woman. And she engaged in a conversation. So, what are you doing? What were you doing in Berkeley? And I said, Well, I was, believe it or not, I was at the Cold Fusion Labs. She goes, Really? I said, So it's real, isn't it? And I said, That's right. Um, and then she pointed to the guy next to me. It was a really old man. And I looked next to him and he was sitting on this plane, right next to him. And he goes, Well, this is the producer that made that movie, The Saint, who was the woman's father. And uh, he totally really freaked out when that happened, but I confirmed everything for him. And I said, yes, this is what's going on. And uh, for the last 34 years, there's been nonstop research and development behind the scenes in this field in multiple countries by multiple people for a very, very long time. And uh, it's uh, uh, been problematic for just about everybody involved with it because of the severity of the disruptive nature of it. That's why, because uh, I'm mostly interested in effects having to do with technology, not the scientific lingo and uh, verbatim that went back and forth for use. I'm always interested in the effects of technology in terms of how it, how it affects culture, biological impact, and what it would do to alter uh, human relations between countries and borders and everything. And this was my primary interest. In. And also, I might add that, that uh, um, in Operation Mind Control, the book, which I was involved with, Volume 2, we covered this and we said, in the future, this thing's going to go public and this is going to be the first step to liberating the human race. And it's in the book. Um we were covering lots of solutions and we knew that this one would be the most practical because ultimately uh, when you go back to um, really fundamentally looking at the spiritual principles, you're born in water and this comes from water, water uh, to the American Indians is sacred. Um, and the American Indians, believe it or not, are heavily involved with this, but uh, that is uh, what made it, so uh, problematic for so many people because the Navy was the first group of people that did heavily funded research and they repeated 
Hans and Fleischmann's experiment right away. In fact, they, they uh, enhanced it enormously. They were getting 15x, which means there's 15 times more energy coming out than, than going into the uh, um, experiment. And then right after they did that, okay, here it is. Yes, we have cold fusion. And then the big issue was how do we um, engineer it so we can actually use it? That was the big challenge that's been going on behind the scenes for many, many years. And now that uh, that engineering feat has been uh, accomplished. Okay. And I, I want to talk about that in just a moment. But first, I had somebody in the chat earlier uh, ask the question, you know, how do we explain this effect that we're seeing and how does it not break the laws of physics? Because I think that's, you know, one of the common arguments against the possibility of this even existing is that you can't get more energy out of something than what you're putting into it. So can you explain that to us? Well, in simple terms, they they went from cold fusion, that into, uh, it was labeled low energy nuclear reaction. Mm-hmm. Um and it is a nuclear effect that was argued back and forth for many, 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 many years. Um, the actual mechanics of it are the relationship between the uh, catalyst rod and the input energy and the uh, uh, what happens on a very, very nanoscale, tiny level with the catalyst rod in the water. Uh, that is the key component. I stay out of the mechanics and the verbatim having to do with that because um, I leave that to the scientists. That's why I, I, read, I never go into the detail of that for specifically for a reason, because it's been so difficult for so long uh, trying to explain this. So what I do is I leave all of that scientific step to the science guys. Now everybody can, uh, Today, uh, there's explanations all over YouTube, all over the Internet on what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I would tell people that are you know, studying it to look into that. And there's been documentary films made. There's been enormous amount of coverage over the past 34 years having to do with this. Um, but the key in the future will be the uh, catalyst rods. In the future, uh, people will go by with these rods and then they will put them into the device and they will use water as the uh, to get their hydrogen, and that will be the tool in which they will get all their heating and electricity in the future. That's it, it's it's so upsetting for so many people because uh, it's elegant and it's simple, but uh, it's taken an enormous amount of time to be able to control the reaction. I mean, if you can't turn it off, turn it on, it will turn it up and turn it down, it will. You've got nothing. And that was uh, a gigantic feat that was accomplished by um, a company by the name of Berlin Energy in Berkeley, California. I'm sure inside behind the national security curtain, uh, they mastered that as well. But that's all kept in the dark. Uh, as far as we know, that's just my intuitive opinion. But um, those are the, th- that particular group in Berkeley was the um, uh, company that mastered it. So I think that by by changing the vernacular, not calling it cold fusion and calling it a, a LENR, low energy nuclear reaction, I feel like that 
gets the idea across to people in a much more digestible way of what's really going on. Oh, it's a nuclear reaction. I understand nuclear reactions when we're talking about uh, a factory, you know, I mean, the uh, electric uh, grid. What is the? I forgot what they're called. New nuclear reactor, nuclear reactors that are placed all over America. You know, obviously, nuclear power is in use right now. But I mean, that's very hot nuclear energy. And I mean, you're talking about like a really long cycle to like spin them up and then spin them back down. But to produce a low energy nuclear reaction in a much smaller scale that would be modular, placed at somebody's house, placed in somebody's vehicle, uh, you know, whatever it might be, maybe even in a spaceship or something like that. You know, I think that that makes it a little bit more understandable to people. It's not that we're just pulling energy out of the ether, you know, out of uh, like doing like what um, uh, Moray did or, you know, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different scientists that did work specifically with, uh, you know, seemingly magical sources of energy. But this is a low energy nuclear reaction. And, you know, there have been other people in recent years who have uh, actually almost gotten to market with uh, various products. I mean, the uh, uh, Andrea Rossi's ECAT is the one that I have heard about the most in terms of this, but they he, he still have never done it successfully. I mean, it's always perpetually in this development phase and he's always making deals with people. And there are people who are selling plans online for how to create one. And it's uh, it seems to me to be a big grift, but what is brilliant done with this that is so spectacular? Because they're supposed to be demonstrating it this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. And this is the big event that's going to be at the ICCF24.org. Uh, there's also a press release there. Uh, this is the first open demonstration of this technology outside of the lab ever. It's a very, very big deal, especially where they're having it, uh, ironically, which is going to be in Mountain View, California which is Google headquarters at the Computer Science Museum. So this is, without a doubt, one of the biggest scientific achievements ever, and it's taken an enormous amount of time. It should never have taken this amount of time. And it's I have uh, uh, known the engineers, and I've known, I've known Rossi. I know most of the people in the field. I've spoken with them or interviewed them many, many years ago. Um, uh, Robert Recubre, uh, who's retired, is in New Zealand. He was one of the fundamental people that backed up this company and also SRI International. Most people don't know that SRI International is one of the leading labs in the world. They did a majority of the testing and they uh, put their name on it. And in fact, uh, is that Stanford um, Research Institute? Yes. Okay. That's where that is where the Internet came out of. And uh, plenty of other uh, technologies. It's one of the most prestigious labs in the world. And they're the ones that did most of the uh, testing that was necessary to really prove that there was more energy going out than going in. But again, uh, most people, when they hear the word nuclear, I mean, when I've talked to investors, military people, uh, uh, political figures, they hear the word nuclear and by default, they immediately think there's uh, uranium, bad waste. Yeah, all yeah. that, and that's not that's not what this is about. In fact, there's no nuclear waste. There's no pollution. There's no nothing. Uh, without it, would never have gone this far, and people would not have spent so much time, energy, and effort uh, to bring this forward if it had any of that at all. See, a lot of the the the. Uh, um, you control a nation, you control 
of people by controlling the language. And there's been so many arguments and planning behind the scenes for so long that uh, we had to, when we put out the uh, press release, it went through multiple drafts um, because of the use of language. Because people heard nuclear and they immediately go, oh, we're going to have toxicity and this is going to work. A mini three-mile um, island so, in the middle of suburbia. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So um, I always tell people, you know, go watch the 60 Minutes interview. That does the first tool of education there. But uh, um, there, there's no uh, pollution whatsoever with this at all. And uh, through the years, there's been countless meetings with uh, other scientists, physicists, other governments, military, um, uh, uh, probably the what's mostly unknown to the general public is the, 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 the strongest political force that's supporting this is American Indian. People don't know that. And how so? Many years ago, and this was all censored and covered up long, long time ago. I, I know because I was there the Standing Rock standoff event that took place many years ago when private contractors invaded the land of American Indians and started putting the DAPL pop, uh, pipeline in there. Uh, what people didn't know was that not only um, the center of the conflict, uh, the Lakota Sioux government had already claimed that they were interested in utilizing cold fusion. And it was already in their government minutes. It was placed in there by a woman by the name of Phyllis Young, uh, who's been in multiple documentary movies. She's in a she's in a film called End of the Line, uh, The Women of Standing Rock. I'm also in it, but they cut me out of it entirely in terms of anything that I said. What a shock, right? Um, yeah, they took out everything, everything. After I, if people knew what was in that film originally, it would have probably gotten an Oscar what it done because it was a historical major major moment and inside that conflict when all the media was covering all over the world uh they were talking about cold fusion and saying that that's where they were headed and that's what they wanted to put on their land and this had been um a wish by the late russell means the american activist american indian activist an actor who's a very close friend of mine uh, his wife, uh, widowed wife, um, just recently passed away. Pearl Means just passed away. And uh, he asked me to deliver this to the sovereign nation of the Lakota School. And uh, it's been in their conversations and minutes for years. And nobody even knew what was going on because it was all covered up. So in August, uh, Phyllis Young is going to be on the White House panel for World Water, World Water Day, um, where she will be at the White House speaking about uh, water and the future of our relationship with water and also uh, this technology, which has been a long, long time coming. So we're, oh, we're very excited about that, actually. Uh, she was going to be attending this event, um, but some of the restrictions that have come out uh, having to do with um, access into it. Uh, she didn't want to participate in that, so she'll be appearing at the White House. Well, let's let's talk about that. So this event, this has been planned for some time. Obviously, 
bringing a technology like this to a public demonstration, as you stated, it has the the, the power to disrupt a lot of things. I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, like sources of energy, sources of funding, um, the ability for people to be, uh, you know, free, essentially. I mean, if they no longer have to rely upon uh, Saudi Arabia for oil or even drill for oil here in the United States or, you know, worry about whether or not they're, the government's going to put up a wind tower in their backyard or if they're going to have to have solar panels. I mean, you can get rid of all that stuff if you have the ability yeah. to produce small nuclear reactions at a modular scale in people's houses or in their cars or all over the place. So <clears throat> this event has been planned for quite some time. And just this past week, you guys got word that things were going to be radically different from what you thought they were going to be. Tell me what they did. Well, um, I, I will say it here. I don't have any problem saying it here, but uh, yeah. uh, I did not get the kill shot. I'm not going to get the kill shot. I'm not going to comply with any of that bullshit for anybody, period. I don't care. End of story. So what ended up happening is all the attendees uh, uh, were notified a week before this event was supposed to occur. I'll be flying in anyway because I'll be doing press there. But uh, um, the city of Mountain View uh, probably took its orders from the governor and they put on very heavy uh, restrictions having to do with the attendance there, PCR tests every day and uh, uh, security and so forth. And um, all the people that I know personally that were flying in, um, some of them are press people, uh, canceled immediately uh, and decided to just watch it online. People can watch it online and see this thing in action, but they really wanted to, you know, look under the hood themselves and ask questions with engineers and scientists that are there about what's going on. So that was a real buzzkill. It wasn't uh, the fault of the organizers uh, or any of the tech companies that had to do with the city and the museum itself. So probably orders came down from Newsom, the, the new paranoia uh, that they're doing. Um, and that was a real uh, uh problem for a lot of people uh, other people it's not going to be obviously they're just going to go right in but um uh i most likely will not be doing that uh, myself and it's interesting though because here's the thing with all that's happening in the news about energy and so forth this timing of this the timing of the press release all that stuff i'm telling you that was not planned by us it just happened to happen now to make this really relevant. I'm thankful it kind of coordinated like that, but it was not anything that was going on on our end um, at all. Uh, but that's just what happened because that press release went out um, when the White House was preparing to make a statement. They're just going to cut off all energy and just, mm -hmm. you know, okay, we're done now. And then you're just going to have to go suffer and die off in the corner. And then these, this thing came out. So, but let me say for, because I know people are watching and they know, like, what is he talking about? And what does it have to do with me? And what do I get out of this? Let me explain. If you have a device like this, you're running your house on a pint of water for probably 10 years. You have all the energy and then some. There's enough energy in a pint of water to easily handle all your energy needs. Now, what would that mean for a practical person that's, that's maybe watching this? You got a drastic reduction in cost. You have your, you have unlimited abundant energy that's clean. And what does that mean? It means you don't need anybody anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Now, we're all being told all over the world by the powers that be, we've all got to go electric. But none of them have said how to do it. None of them. They've just lectured us, dropped the hammer, and rubbed it in and saying, we're going, we're ending fossil fuels, but they didn't have any uh, solution to transition. Now, people behind the scenes for years, people I know that are very high up in the military, uh, politicians and so forth, have tried to prepare the public for a slow transition of this, because I'm not against oil. I'm, I'm against um, the destruction and waste that we've utilized and damage from pollution that we've done. I'm against all of that. And pretty much everybody is in agreement with that. We need to clean up our mess. Mm-hmm. But it's how you do it. You don't just shut everything off and destroy everybody. That's, nobody ever called for that. And people have been behind the scenes saying, no, 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 no. We have solutions. Let's think this through before we just shut everybody down. Now, I can blame a lot of people for that because it was suggested for years and years and years people for people behind the scenes to, quote, unquote, have the energy conversation about transitioning over to a cleaner way of doing things. And uh, none of our political leaders got on board and did anything, mm-hmm. nothing. So if there's people to blame for that, it's our own elected employees and officials that failed to even have the conversation or consider anything at all with that. Because people don't understand behind the national security curtain, they can fix everything. Mm-hmm. We've got everything. A lot of people know that. And it's a, just a joke now that people, Americans and people all over the world are being destroyed financially, their businesses and everything because of, we're being lectured by Klaus Schwab and his scumbag friends mm-hmm. that we've got to change our ways. But they didn't give us any solutions on how to do so. No, nothing. It's just get out of the way. We're cutting you off. Have a nice day. Goodbye. And that's where, for this tech, everybody should be involved. Everybody. Black, white, red, yellow, brown. Everybody. Everybody that is uh, had a vested interest and maintaining their businesses and moving forward in a smart, wise way. This, this is a solution to do it, but it's going to take, it's going to still going to take uh, a major uh, push from uh, investors and also demanding it from the public. The public has to, the public has to take a much more assertive, uh, demanding, direct, Hey, we want this in our city. We want it in our houses. We want all this stuff and just, they have to push it that way forward. Otherwise, it's going to be a long time because even if all the money was there to commercialize this, this wouldn't be out for two and a half years minimum. Let's talk about what they actually have. In the press release from Brilliant, they mentioned that they have created, uh, I believe they call it a a boiler. Is that how they phrase it? Yeah, it's the Berlin boiler, uh, and they're using a controlled capture system which they created, which is the stimulus tool that allows it to turn up, turn it off, turn it hotter, turn it colder, and control the temperature. That took forever to do that. Mm-hmm. It was a, a major engineering feat to do that. that. That's the crowning jewel that uh, made them unique because there's another company uh, that's a little ways behind that from Japan called Clean Planet. 
Um, and obviously you've heard of Rossi and so forth, mm-hmm. but people don't keep that. People ask all these questions. How come this didn't happen? Why didn't this happen? Why didn't this happen? And most of those questions have been asked like Andrew, Andrea Rossi, people every day ask me when they're discussing this, how come Elon Musk isn't involved? Well, he somebody asked involved. me that today. <laughs> he was involved, but he was involved with Rossi. And what ended up happening is Rossi, I know him well. He's a very nice guy, but let me explain for the public what the problem is. It's very simple. A technology of this scale, greed, money, patents, and monopolies, none of that mixed with this. How so? Tell me, isn't there a business model? Like, isn't there a way people can make money off of it? Of course, but... When you have uh, the amount of greed levels and when you have uh, patents and people uh, trying to have monopolies and have uh, um, competition against each other to get this thing out, it makes it extremely difficult. That's one of the reasons why it's been a huge pain to come out. Because when you think about what we're talking about here, we're talking about over unity. That's more energy coming out than going in. And it just keeps going and going. It's the gift that keeps on giving. But for minimal cost. Now that that affects the crypto market, affects the energy market, it affects all the mechanics of economics. That's just a start. Because now Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Now, uh, everything's cheaper. So that has not been thought out by an enormous amount of people that are, they're going to be interfaced with this. So that's, it's been a big problem. I mean, I've met with government people, celebrities, scientists. Uh, there's been documentary films made. I've been very involved with the whole thing as a non-scientist watching this happen. And it's basically greed and monopolies and control freaks that uh, stop the development of this. That's really what it is. It's our own human malfunction of uh, uh, control and um, profit. Yeah. I mean, this will, it has to come out in a certain form so that people do make money off of it and it expands. But as it expands, the moment it starts moving in, its, in another direction, the mechanics of the economy changes. Dramatically, dramatically. So let's, because you're talking major reduction in cost. Let's let's talk about that. So the 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 first commercial application for this will be as a method of of heating your home. This is meant to replace like a standard furnace or or a heat pump. Correct. They, okay. uh, there's already been meetings with uh, manufacturers, very major manufacturers in the boiling and heating market years ago. They're sitting there anxiously awaiting to begin this process. And originally, when I was in those some of those meetings, and they thought, well, you know, if we can get a 5% uh, reduction cost, we'd be thrilled. And we're laughing at them, like, 5% would be like a disaster to us. You're going to get way more than that. You'll probably get 50. And they're like, 50? <laughs> what? They were just like completely, totally... Uh, uh, that's a fundamental change for billion-dollar companies right? in terms of how they deal with the distribution of energy and profits and all this other stuff. So um, there's multiple companies that uh, are hidden in the background that intend to utilize this in existing heating system for desalination of water and heating homes because that's a gigantic market. Now, a lot of people say, well, when are we going to get to electricity? That will come, but uh, it will be heating first because it's the easiest entrance into the market. That's why there's been aimed towards that because uh, a lot of people threatened these companies because there are other uh, coal fusion companies in development, and a lot of them got threatened um, by lobbyists and so forth years ago. It's just, it's so crazy. 
It's so crazy. I'm like, you interfere with somebody's property or interfere with somebody's profits, and you're a scumbag. I mean, do you want innovation? Do you want to clean things up? Do you want to improve our situation or not? Because in order to do that, you're going to have to adjust. We, the consumers, it's, this is a human problem why this has taken so long. This could have been developed long time ago, mm-hmm. long time ago. But because of the military applications, because of patents, because of monopolies, because of certain people that are involved in this on a ground level, it, it moved very slowly. Because, you know, if you have one of these in your house, your problems are over, essentially. You can so, be yourself. You can do anything you want. So have you actually seen a, this working prototype that they have? Oh, yeah, many times. Okay. Many and times. I've been in the tell, labs many times. Can you tell us, like, roughly how large it is? I mean, how much space would this take up in somebody's home? I mean, I just imagining the size of a furnace, you know? I mean, maybe it's, like, four feet across and, you know, six feet high with some duct coming out of it. I mean, how much different in size would it be compared to something like that? I think we've got James. Well, you can fit it on your desk. You can fit it on your desk. uh, Like a leg. Yeah, you can fit it on your desk. Um, Ultimately, what they're going to do is um, uh, they're going to uh, have an application that will add on to your existing heating unit, Mm -hmm. like a Lego piece. Yeah. So retrofit. So we retrofit the device onto existing heating units. And that's how it will go first. People won't, you know, they won't see the whole situation going on. They're just going to, they're going to buy a new heating unit for their house or something like that in the future. And they're all going to be retrofitted inside. That's what's going to happen. So it will take a certain amount of energy to start it, of course. But after that, um, uh, it will be completely different because they're, they're, there's plans on uh, setting up power stations as well. And this is going to change. This This is the missing piece that the electric car is. It's been being done in secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the answer to the electric car and what it's supposed to be, it's coming. It's coming. And it will be related to this. Because Tesla's idea of doing all the batteries and all this other stuff and everybody's the batteries ruin the environment and it's small a big myth. yes it's true because they don't have a you know a, a, a power source that would make um it make it all make sense in the long term uh that's this has been going on behind the scenes so yeah musk was involved just to tell you the story he got involved with andrea rossi and rossi's a cagey guy and as soon as he's uh the demands and the control and the uh buying up of everything uh, he gave them the bird, and they parted ways. That's what happened. They got in, mm-hmm. they got into a, a, a conflict, and uh, Musk uh, walked away from. It. Also, I might add, because the public here, this is the most important part. One of the most important parts is in, at the University of Texas. Bill Gates spent enormous amount of money researching this himself, and the contracts and everything people can find out online if they put. Bill Gates, uh, Cold Fusion Research, they can find the actual contracts where he was doing R&D on this stuff. And when he found out what was up, he wanted everything. He wanted all of it. And so he wanted all the research, all the patents, everything for himself. That should tell you right there what the hell is going on. 
Now, the, one of the leading people that was working with them, when that happened, they all walked off the job and they left. And they, everything was shut down at the University of Texas. This is stuff that's been going on behind the scenes for years that nobody even knows about. I mean, but the, but the important part to establish here is like you would think that if the environment is so important mm-hmm. for everybody, they would cooperate and get this done. But because of being psychotic, lunatic psychos like him and other people, it doesn't get done. And that's the problem. The public needs to understand this. There's this ongoing need to have power over others. With this, it's the great equalizer. Because here's what's going to happen. In the future, this will be stolen. It will be updated. It will be improved. And everybody's going to know how to do it. Now, they can keep it all secret and have their patents and everything fine. But 20 years from now down the road, it'll be how, how we, that'll be standard use of energy. Well, and everybody the, will have it. As soon as the Chinese get a hold of it, I would imagine it'd be in every single Chinese home across the entire uh, Asian subcontinent. I, I mean, because they have the they have to buy oil, they have to buy uh, you know power. They have the uh, the Three Gorges Dam that produces electricity. But what happens if that goes bust or if there's a drought and there isn't enough water to power anything? Um, this is definitely going to be everywhere. So just trying to think about the mechanism by which this would work. If this is going to be a boiler, I know that a traditional nuclear reactor uh, produces heat. It boils water. That water uh, turns into steam, which then turns a turbine, which then produces electricity. Uh, is that how it's going to be working, like on a modular level in people's homes and in other uh, uh, commercial applications? Yes, uh, they've already produced electricity. I've seen it. I saw the video of it when it first came out. It was a very small amount, and it was mostly to tell the public, yes, we can do it, mm-hmm. and now we need to scale it. Um, so that's already occurred. I've seen it. Um, but because of us humans having problems dealing with power and control over everything, uh, it's going into the heating market first before electricity becomes an issue because we've got just got to get it out there first. And once that occurs and there's a soft entrance of it, then it's going to occur. But believe me when I tell you, lawyers, uh, control freaks, money, monopolies, all that stuff has um, uh, made it difficult to move the whole thing forward because there are certain people that want to have complete total control over everything. And sadly, uh, it's a it's a psychological problem. We are the problem. So this makes total sense to me, breaking into a market such as heating. You know, everybody needs heating to a degree. You know, I mean, some areas of the country more than others. But it's also not something that you go out and spend a whole lot of money on every you know year or two. I mean, people have a furnace. it, It works for 10, 15, 20 years and then they buy another one. So you can kind of slip this in. Uh, or go with like a commercial application, selling it to perhaps developers, and then they can begin installing them in new builds and stuff like that. Uh, and then they can show that it works. And then perhaps the existing furnace companies can license the uh, the IP and start putting it into their stuff. But you know, I can see already. I mean, if it's if it if if you have the one method by which it's producing heat and electricity, then you could have one unit 
that does both. I mean, and you, if, uh, if, if you were, if you were ingenuitous enough about it, you could tap into whatever it is that's producing the heat and then also produce electricity. And, you know, you just have to be able to make sure you're producing enough of it. I would imagine it is, uh, depending on the size of this, I mean, does it produce more energy or is it kind of like a universal application at a certain size? It just produces. You know? Well, you know, when we were talking to the boiler manufacturers, we thought, mm, how much over unity do we need? Because we were getting two point something X, mm-hmm. and now we're getting almost three. And that had to do with the uh, speed and development of the catalyst rods to do that. And, you know, when you have unlimited money and motivation to do so, it can get way more than that. The Navy got 15 X, uh, which is absolutely incredible even i mean the, the manufacturers and other people i spoke to they're like you're getting 3x we're not complaining about anything we'd be thrilled to just have that it's like three of nothing a- you know <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> exactly it's great but most people they, once this clicks in with people and yeah. they get what's happened and what's going on then everybody's like oh my god uh because I've, I've, I've been talking about this behind the scenes for many, many years, preparing people, telling them in advance, you need to, because here's what's happened. When, when uh, these big tech companies formed, which took total control over everybody and are more powerful than countries now, we weren't allowed at the round table for that. Mm. We didn't even know it existed. So... What I've done for years is prepare everybody in advance to get ready for this so that they're at the round table when it's being deployed. That's critical. So one thing that does surprise me, James, is that this is a civilian company that's bringing it. It's a private company. It's not part of the government. I mean, I would have assumed that the government would have been the first to come up with a technology like this, or at least to publicly state that, that they had it. Um, do you know if the defense industry or if the U.S. government is interested in what uh, Brillouin is is saying oh, in the yeah. press release? Are, are oh, they going to yeah. be at this oh, event? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get into that stuff. Okay. Yeah, defense contractors are sniffing up everybody's ass and this yeah. and that. This has been at the Defense Threat Reduction Agency in the Pentagon. They all know about it. Mm-hmm. They all know about it. But the thing is, remember, you put something out there like this and people more people have it, that changes ultimately how our relationship is with uh, elected officials and governments mm-hmm. entirely. It changes everything. It creates massive disruption on how we do it. I mean, think of this. When you have uh, most of the conflicts in the world have to do with haves and have-nots. Mm-hmm. Um now, if you deliver this to Africa and underdeveloped countries, they're getting themselves together still. They don't need anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I thought of when when you had sent this over was, you know, I mean, this is perfect for emerging markets. I mean, places where they don't have energy infrastructure already installed or they don't have, you know, central heating or any of these things. Uh, you could have this right. in, a, in, in a local 
fashion, you know, I mean, perhaps as part of a village or if they're small enough, then they can have them at individual people's homes. Uh, and then everybody can be in control of, uh, you know, whatever it is. And, and you don't have to worry about delivery of energy or delivery of gas or delivery of any changes that changes. I've had conversations with people in the building uh, business, the housing business, the heating market, the computer industry, the crypto world. Like cryptocurrency people, <laughs> they've been talking. They've been talking behind the scenes for years. They hate me. They hate me because I keep telling them. I say, listen, crypto is an energy-based system that takes servers to mine and create a coin. Okay, if you don't own the energy, you've got nothing. You got nothing. Right. What happens if the power energy. goes out? Yes. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. What happens if an EMP weapon goes off? What happens of all these things? If you're not controlling the energy in, in the manufacturing and mining, and then also it changes the value of that coin. I mean, when you have an energy token that's been developed that goes into a server that's utilized from energy like this, well, what is it really worth? Mm-hmm. So, so, like, we got to, like, I, my favorite part about this is, which is why I got involved heavily. Goodbye, international bankers. Goodbye. <laughs> You're done. I think that's, that's, You're done. The, that's the number one for everybody. So, James, I, we've, we've got a couple of cynical people in the chat. How do we know that yeah. the Defense Department or that energy companies or oil companies, how do we know they're not just going to come in and shut Brillowin down and stop this from being delivered there's, to the people? too many people involved. There's too many people involved. There's multiple countries involved. Also, I might add that this was listed in the National Defense Authorization Act when um, Trump first took office. Mm-hmm. It was in the in the uh, uh, language of the National Defense Authorization Act. We found it there, and then it was secretly removed. We don't know who did it, so they know all about it. They know all about it. Now, I'm at. A, I, I would say this too that uh, this government. It's we have two civilizations. We have everybody in Disneyland here, and then we have the people behind the national security curtain that have been running everything and have access to all this technology that's never been developed and all the stuff that Tesla did, all of that stuff, right? So I would presume for sure that they engineered this for themselves to have tactical advantage a long time ago. I was at the Defense Threat Reduction Agency that was, um, that appointment was made uh, for me to go in there with the engineers and talk with them about this. And they, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency is basically um, an agency that looks at warfare. Mm-hmm. What would this do to war? Right. You know? And it's a kind of a non sequitur because war is based on conflict and haves and have nots. Well, mm-hmm. Why would you have it over there? But they, they uh, smiled at us and were very polite with us and, you know, lied to us when we were there. And then, you know, I found out the report that they, they know about it the entire time. It's it's it, it dismantles power structures. It dismantles those. That's the problem. The the people that um, are unfamiliar with this, remember, this hasn't come out yet. I'm, I've been talking about it before it comes out, so the public can actually do something, so it doesn't get blocked. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody's going to be Stanley Meyer. And another thing too, they, we can't be lectured by them to clean up the environment without a solution to do so. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is that about? 
So I, I know the naysayers and the negative people about this. Oh, they're never going to do this and never going to do this. Listen, nobody ever thought that we, we would get this far. And this is, this is, this is a second chance to do the right thing because within six months, a lot of people are going to lose it. Everything, their jobs, everything. There's going to be restrictions from energy. It's already happening. It's already being done all over the world. So this is a time right now where people should, should get involved with this. I would tell the people that, uh, that are watching this, go on the iccf24.org website and you can watch the live streaming event as it happens. Of course, obviously you can't be there, but you'll be able to see what's going on and also all the speakers that are talking about this. I mean, the sponsor of this is a gentleman by the name of Carl Page, who's the brother of Larry Page. Okay. He just did an interview. I've never seen him do an interview about any of this with a Florida radio station. And he did it with a NASA scientist. And then NASA scientist, his name is Dr. Yu. Um, people can probably find it. They already know about this stuff. Mm-hmm. They already know about it. They, they know the nuclear industry as a whole isn't going to work. In the long run, it's not going to work. And they said, this is probably our best answer to utilize and move forward with. But I've always, I keep telling people, everybody's got to get involved and educate themselves on what's going on. And the general novice that doesn't believe this, just go to the 60 Minutes interview. It's all there. That that was done years and years ago. We're way past that now. And then this is this is the big moment. It's actually something to be uh, to come together. Everybody should come together on this. Yeah. By the time it's dealt with at the White House, I guarantee you somebody's going to have to answer to this. Somebody's going to have an answer to this, which is good because I can't wait. So I, I will say this: um, this company, Brillowin, if they didn't attempt to develop this and attempt to release it to the public and attempt to show people how it works publicly. And of course, it's never going to come out and it's never going to work, you know, but I mean, if people don't try, then they're not ever going to have the opportunity to succeed. So whatever. I, I mean, I, I understand. I understand the um, uh, the reticence to, to believe that something like this might ever actually come out. I mean, when you live through uh, life in a world like we do, where everything is just like different piles of, of shit at different heights and different smells and different tastes, yes. you know, I mean, it's just a, a successive series Perfectly of different put. piles of shit, whether it's elephant shit or dog shit yeah. or cat shit. We just got to slog through all of it. So hats off to the people at Brillo and I'm looking forward to seeing this myself. And when is the uh, demonstration going to be? Is that tomorrow? Uh, it'll start on Monday. On Monday, okay. Uh, okay. Everybody's flying in tomorrow. It, it will uh, start on Monday, and um, then you know this is going to be a big moment. A lot of people have waited for this for a long time. This is this is a uh, the greatest uh, discovery since the wheel in terms of fundamental change of how we ultimately uh, this will save the planet and ultimately alter all human interaction in the future on how we deal with each other. Uh, the haves and have nots will change everything. So I, um, I was just looking for the 60 minutes 
the 60 minutes program on cold fusion looks like maybe they did one back in like the 80s and then they did another one just a couple of years ago called cold fusion hot again but i'll see if i can find links to that and i will i will put it out there it's on youtube if you got a google if you got uh duck duck go or google then you should be able to find it pretty easily 60 minutes cold fusion all right you guys we're going to be opening up the phones if you have questions about this or questions about james involvement in it uh then please do jump on the line actually let me put the information on screen and we'll get the calls opened up copy invitation all right and i should have done this before the show started but i was all occupied with the update okay call information you can call the phone number you can jump in with the link that i'm about to push out as well there is the phone information here is the link coming out and i would be very interested to see what you guys think about this i mean personally i'm I'm super excited about it um now you were telling me earlier today that this is this still needs to go through a couple of different phases before it can actually be brought to market what exactly has to happen in order for this to be something that I can buy to use at my home or that I can use to retrofit my car or to produce heat, whatever it might be? Uh, scaling. Scaling needs to be done and uh, larger catalyst rods. That's what needs to be done. Okay, so do do they have catalyst the ability? Rods, um, have been gone through a throw, very slow, uh, methodical. Oh. We we yeah uh, we lost you oh, for you a second. Go ahead, go ahead. You broke up. Yeah, you were saying the catalyst oh, rods. Did you ask something? Oh yeah, yeah just, okay. the, it the was catalyst. Were, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the catalyst rods need to be uh, enhanced and need to be bigger. And the manufacturing of those things uh, is the key to the whole thing. Um, and that has not been perfected. And it's, very, it's a very delicate procedure. And once those are enhanced and they're bigger, then the output is going to be way more. And then from that point, uh, then it's full steam ahead, literally, um, into a pretty, uh, I already know what's going to happen anyway. I've, I've decided I've waited this for a very very long time so i already know what's gonna happen right on right on okay so uh we do have our first caller on the line and uh, uh omazon give us a call and then you can ask james that on the phone so we've got uh Sweda coming in here we go honey can you bring me some more more water lisa waiting for Sweda's audio to connect Sweetie, you're on the air. Give us a call, and you can ask. Sweetie, go ahead and get your stream. Sweetie, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm there, Can you hear me now? I've got you. Got you. Welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Edwin. Awesome. So, what's your question for James? Now, um, cold fusion, um, uh, it, it, uh, you know, uh, this technology around it being safe for the houses and everything. But I'm wondering how safe is it for the cars? Uh, what if there's a car crash? And in, in the incident of a car crash, uh, will it be, will it, you know, the reaction, will it be able to contain itself? Um, how, will it, how will it work? 
Yes, I, that was something I wanted to ask earlier, James. You know, I mean, I, I mentioned a miniature three-mile island in suburbia, but if you've got two low-energy nuclear reactors traveling down the street at 70 miles an hour, how much danger are you in if those people get into a car accident? Obviously, if you have two Teslas car- careening down the street at 70 miles an hour and they hit each other and those battery packs explode, you're, you're probably talking about the people in both of those cars dying. Obviously, we don't know the answer to that until mm-hmm. it's until we're there. But based upon what I've seen, uh, the catalyst rods would just probably snap. And if the catalyst rods snap, then the thing, the, the reaction will completely stop. Catalyst rods—they're just—they look like long pieces of metal. Uh, they were—I um, held them in my hand. They would just snap. And they wouldn't work. And then the reaction would just stop. It's very delicate in terms of uh, how it's done. Um, and I, and, and I, I, since we're not there yet, um, I, I don't even think uh, there would be anything that would happen other than the whole thing would just stop. What about in terms of actual like radiation exposure to people? I mean, is there? Oh, there's not. There's none of that with this. Okay. We, the, this would never have gotten this developed, and people would have walked away a long time ago if there was any of that, because it's been a nightmare for a lot of people. People, people don't know the drama that has gone on behind the scenes. There's been divorces. People have mortgaged their houses. People's careers were ended. People have got death threats because of this. There's a lot of dedicated people behind the scenes that were committed to see this thing through. Uh, and people have people have no idea. They have no idea, really. All right. So, uh, Sweda, from what I've read about low energy nuclear reactions, it's uh, it's nothing like uranium or plutonium. And um, I, I feel like, from what I've learned, that it's pretty un, um, un impossible for there to be like a massive explosion or anything if uh, if if these things came into contact with each other or if there was like an explosion. Certainly, I think it would be a lot less dangerous than the scenario that I uh, suggested with a couple of Teslas hitting each other on the street. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, Epe. Okay. And um, and I'd like to uh, again give you Eric Carlson's email address. Okay, actually, I I have it. Hold on just a second. And I want to make sure that I have it correct. I just need to pull up my notes. And K-A-R-L, Eric Carlstrom at fairpoint.net. Yeah, and uh, Roger Tolsis, shall I give you his number? No. uh, Yeah, yeah, actually, yes. Yes, give me his number again, because that's not here on this note. Roger. Okay, go ahead. 760. 760. 668. 668. 2245. 2245. Roger Tolsis. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Redbit. Thanks. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Aaron Moriarty is the next caller. Let's bring Aaron in. Patriot Stun Stun Pilot says, I have many radioactive camera lenses with thorium in the glass. I've seen a lot of uh, radio or uranium, uranium glass, um, like uh, baubles and stuff. I mean, like a a vase or a bowl that has uranium in the glass and it glows green in in the dark. It's pretty sweet, but also very, very dangerous. Welcome, Aaron. How are you, buddy? 
Well, if I was doing any better, I'd be you right now. Well, you are here right now, so I appreciate it. Uh, so what do you think about this, Aaron? Well, it sounds very interesting, you know, and it's easy for me to think to believe something like this because when I was a little boy, my dad would sometimes bring us to when he went to visit some of his friends. He was a tool maker. One of his friends, a guy he worked with, apparently, his name was Herman. He was working on a perpetual motion machine. And at that time, he the longest it had went, run, was running was 16 days. And so we thought as kids, okay, this is going to happen. This will be reality. Um, and he was an inventor. He had all kinds of inventions. But my question, you already kind of answered, is in any radioactivity, what is the radioactive element used i mean you said water but something else has to be the catalyst is it thorium nickel nickel yeah so could i stick put some nickels from my pocket into a a pint of water and (laughs) (laughs) if it's done in the right ratio okay so there's people, there's like high schoolers now that have the past that were that were doing these experiments. It was in a film, there's a documentary film that I mean called The Believers. And there's so many there's so much R and D going on behind the scenes with this. Yeah. And other people that are non-scientists managed to figure out how to do the reaction themselves. It was shocking to me. And I had a high schooler guy that contacted me. He's actually in the movie. So uh, this is not out of reach for uh, the public awesome. by any means. Now, I do remember a story a couple of few years back already that the Navy w- announced they developed a motor that runs on water and they were going to use it and they were going to release it to the public. Whatever happened to that? I mean, they memory hold it. <laughs> you are correct. I know about that. And I got phone calls about it when it was announced. And they said, it, James, is this cold fusion? And I said, you know what? Uh, it's possible because they would just change the names about it. And they have unlimited funding. People have to realize that are living out in Disneyland here that behind the scenes, they have unlimited funding for stuff. Of course. They always get the money that they want. And remember, everybody, remember what Stanley Myers did when he created the water engine. They killed him for that. Yeah. And another guy in Florida, the police officer who just built the hydrogen engine, he just got killed. Mm -hmm. So... The public needs to get with it now that, you know, there's been a conspiracy against the future for a long time, long time. Tell all me. the insiders know it. So that all needs to end now. Yes. All that stuff. My, my, friend, uh, my friend was involved in some of these uh, DARPA programs, and they spend trillions a year. Of course they have all this stuff. That's Andrew D. Bishago. And by the way, uh, Red Pill, you need to call him. Okay, okay. Are you? Hey, are you? I know Andy very well. Okay. Andy knows me Sweet. very well. Oh, good. In fact, I will tell you this would be a, a bit of information that nobody really knows uh, other than he and I. That when he made his hundred proposals when he was running for president, yeah, he was the first presidential candidate to put this technology in his proposals. Awesome. He knows about it. Awesome. He's a great guy. I know him quite well. I actually spoke with him today. Uh, so did I. <laughs> Wait and a second. Andy, one, let me go to take another call. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Yeah, we did a three hour show the other day. Almost. Oh, wow. Um, that's pretty sweet. Are you using that monitor, Aaron? 
Not yet. I haven't gotten my new confuser yet. Okay. Okay. So, Aaron, I just the last time that I heard about those water-powered uh, boat engines, I, I, I thought that I thought that it was some type of desalinization method uh, because they had to run on ocean water. And I know that the Navy had announced one, and I know that there was a private company that was talking about making like a speedboat or some type of um, private yacht or something that would be using a similar technology. But I think the last time I heard about it was in 2020 on like a BBC article or something like that. Well, I, I was messing around with neodymium magnets mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the V gate, but on a cylindrical thing. And it seemed like it would work, but uh, it takes a long time to do something like that. The precision has to be perfect. Yes, it does. Absolutely. But, uh, oh, and another thing, don't make this unit small enough to put into a microwave because some kid will do it. Okay. Because you don't, <laughs> you don't, yeah, don't I think that. if you make it like the size of a washing machine or something like, or the size of a microwave itself, you know, I mean, something that you have to like bolt onto the wall. Because if you if I don't know if you can unplug it and take it with you or something, then I don't know who knows what's going to happen. And and I would imagine it's probably going to be very um, uh, touchy. You know, I mean, it's going to have to be calibrated, maybe, or it's going to have to uh, be remaining in place. So who knows? But yeah, don't you know, put it in a microwave. <laughs> you know what's interesting is one of the things that was revealed in one of my interviews with Andrew was um, there was a microwave sized unit in. DC and one in Santa Fe, New Mexico, that DARPA was using. They could put papers, like classified papers, whatever papers they want to, in DC. Push a button and open it up in Santa Fe, and there's the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Back in the early seventies, they had this teleporting paperwork. Right on. Before faxing. So I, yeah, uh, they got. They got a I, lot. I I I was surprised at how long ago they had those types of technologies. I mean, I, I remember Andy talking about that, but I mean, even like the ability, like the telex, you know, like, I mean, they would like send it from one point to, to, to point A to point B. I think they were using it on the moon or something like that, but I don't know. Very interesting stuff. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, not Andrew. <laughs> and I know, I know, I know. Aaron, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me over there at YouTube truth quest with Aaron Moriarty. And we're just on Range of Strange, where the outrageous is contagious, and the paranormal is the new normal. (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right. Good tagline. Thanks, Aaron. I love you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Love you, too. Thanks, buddy. Peace. Bye-bye. All right. Good stuff. Okay. Next caller. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name? Principal Enigma. How you doing, Zach? Principal Enigma. Good to hear from you, buddy. What's on your mind tonight? What do you think about this? Well, I've been following cold fusion and a whole bunch of other stuff for quite some time. In fact, I've got books on the subject of primal energy. And uh, I'm sorry I missed about the first half hour of the program. So if you already answered this question, I apologize for asking it. But uh, if this is indeed cold fusion, what element is being produced as the result of the fusion? Hydrogen. Hydrogen? Hydrogen. Hydrogen and the catalyst rod. You know, what I would do is, this is the best way, is if you go on berluinenergy.com, they have that on there. They revamped everything and updated it, and I would uh, take a look at that. 
and it's proven so. It will, you know, this company is really transparent. It's had to be from the very beginning. So they they pretty give definitive explanations on that stuff. Well, I, I'm kind of surprised that you're saying hydrogen because usually fusion creates a heavier element. So, because uh, the only thing that produces hydrogen is one proton and one atom, or, or one electron, rather. Well, that's what I said. I would I would suggest that you go to the website because it's just been uh, updated, and all that information is on there. Um, I just shared okay, it in the all things, the chats. Yeah, yeah. That that uh, there's videos on there. Um, that's been you know they've been preparing to uh, um, tell everybody about this because. It's part of the thing is, is, uh, transparency of this company. They have been very open with people, uh, as this thing has been going on. And, uh, people have flown in from all over the world over many years to see this on what they've been doing and how they've been developing this. So, um, uh, I'm curious. Are you, are you familiar? Are you familiar at all with, uh, John Worrell Keeley's work, uh, in the latter 19th century? No, I'm not. Actually, I'm not. Okay, John Worrell Keeley, uh, he was kind of a pioneer of sympathetic vibratory physics, and a lot of what Tesla did kind of springboarded from from John Worrell Keeley. Unfortunately, if you look up John Worrell Keeley on the Internet, there's a lot of websites that connect a lot of spiritualism with his work, and that's not what he was about at all. Okay, so it, a lot of people are turned off to John Worrell Keeley because of what they've turned him into, but if you really research it, he he did some really interesting stuff, but the, his biggest problem back in the day was he had questionable business practices, and that kind of stood against him. But uh, some of the science that he was doing was really tremendous stuff, and I, I I was just curious if you had looked into any of that at all. No, I mean I've learned a lot uh, of what goes on behind the scenes, and it came from unusual sources, and uh, it this this all was put before me when we were putting uh, together the book Operation Mind Control. That's how I got involved with it at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it was because of uh, Walter Boward and Colonel Fletcher Prouty, uh, Colonel Tom Beard, who just passed away. He, they all oh, knew wow. about this. They all knew this yeah. cold fusion stuff was real. But it, it was all about how to bring it to market and how to engineer it. And it's not been easy. It's been, it's been our own governments for all over the world that uh, they've never helped anything. They didn't put well, any yeah, money the prob- into the problem anything. Is pe- the problem is people continue to want to hang a dollar sign on everything. Okay? Yes. That's, that's mainly the problem. That's what motivates the need for control. Okay? It's yes. not just control. It's money, too. And that's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, and at this point, with everything that's happened... Uh, I think we need to start thinking completely, totally differently and in a new way. Yeah. Um, that's what needs to happen because well, there's there's a lot of great tech that most of us are never going to get access to and never going to see. And I also know that there's other people uh, that have this, um, that they're not calling it this. They're calling it something else and they're going to leak it through uh, no matter what. Uh, I know who these people are. And there's, they're, they're, this is going to, it's going to show up in secret places all over the world eventually. And this is what's going on because we're, we're at, in a desperate state. But it, it's sad that uh, 
greed, control, and everything interferes with our own development to try and make things better. It, it, I, I really couldn't believe it when I was first getting involved with it. Like, okay, you guys want to fix everything, but you're worried about uh, how, what percentage you're going to get in the, in the download and then um, when things get commercialized, that's the, your primary motivation. It's yeah, really the bottom line. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, right. They don't really have the interest of good. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, uh, pulling up their website, Brillowin's website, if you click on the Science and Technology tab and scroll down to the section labeled Approach, and it says Brillowin Energy's unique form of LENR, a controlled electron capture reaction, generates a reaction that produces excess thermal energy by using very small amounts of hydrogen, nickel, and electricity for inputs. So first step, hydrogen in the form of either a wet electrolyte or as a gas is loaded inside a pressure vessel with a highly engineered metallic core constructed from nickel. Step two, electrical charges from Brillouin Energy Corp.'s proprietary Q-Pulse generator are passed through that pressure vessel, resulting in a compressed lattice within the engineered constrained system. And then step three, mass is created and a proton is converted to a neutron, causing a tremendous loss of energy in the system. One hydro- Wow, okay, one- yeah, basically, yeah, just from what you're describing there, what it's basically doing is releasing massive bursts of primal energy. Yeah, yeah. So then there's massive burst of primal energy. Step three and step four, you can read about it. And they have a ton of information on the website, including uh, all of their test results. um, You know, a a bunch of bunch of bunch of great stuff to read through. So I I think that you would probably enjoy it. Yes, I will. I I definitely will. It sounds to me like they're really tapping into Tesla's uh, science and putting it to work finally, Um, because a lot of this I know came from Tesla. But uh, the way what they're doing with um, how they're creating the energy, basically what they're doing is is they found a method by which to release hidden sources of primal energy. Because when that fusion takes place and it releases that energy, bang, it's it's it's. um... Are you still there? Principled Enigma, James, are you there? It's, It's a little easier to contain it once you can start the reaction. Um, but anyway, all right. Nice. Well, thank you very much for your, for your science and everything you, that you're doing there. I'm going to be following this myself also. And I'm definitely going to be, I, I can't wait till this program is over so I can go back and listen to the beginning of it. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, enjoy. And thank you very much for your call. Later, Zach. All right. We'll see you. God bless you. God bless. It says my internet connection is unstable. So I think that when I'm seeing everybody else stop, I'm probably stopping myself or for everybody else. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Rasta says, how long before you have a cold fusion powered scooter? I don't know. James, uh, I will perfectly be willing to fly out to Berkeley. I'll bring my scooter and we can bolt on whatever it is that you guys put together. All right. Let's uh, bring in the next caller. And uh, I, I saw caller, caller, go ahead and mute your stream. Good. Caller, mute your stream, mute your stream, mute your stream. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, we're here. Don't worry. One moment. I, I saw somebody. Saw somebody in the chat asking. Caller, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Hold on for just a second. I was just going to let everybody know that I'm putting the link into the chat for where you can go watch the demonstration on Monday. 
It is iccf24.org. You can check that out. You can get yourself ready and uh, witness this happening live in person. Okay, caller, can we get your name? Uh, hey, how you guys doing? Uh, Kirk Daniels. I'm in Coopville, Washington. Kirk, welcome to the show. Good to hear from you. What's on your mind? Well, I have a degree in alternate energy technology. I graduated from Southwestern Technical College in 1885. And I've been watching cold fusion for a long, 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 long time. That combined with magnetics, which my grandfather was into. And right now I'm in the agriculture business, uh, regenerative farming out here. And the agriculture world is dying for this. I mean, my, my point when I'm getting there, and I've been listening, and, you know, I've lost a lot of faith in the renewable energy world with you know, solar being so much of a pollutant. Batteries, you can't really, you know, you, you can't recycle any of this stuff. You know, it goes to the landfill and that's that. And we're all, you know, sitting there scratching our heads 50 years down the road you know, wondering why our water sucks. But well, let me tell you this. It this is important. I'm, it frees up the whole world, like you guys were saying, uh, and it needs to be industrialized for mining purposes. They're running conveyor belts, stuff like that. So the the possibilities are somewhat endless. Uh, the show that you're doing tonight has re-sparked a, a love of renewable energy back into me where I'm going to be on my computer all night. <laughs> Good stuff. James, what were you going to say? I want to tell him that um, the agricultural world, uh, I can't yeah. tell you how many discussions have taken place about utilization of this technology for greenhouses Everybody thought for many, many years that the easiest way to insert this is in the, to the, uh, create small amounts of heat for greenhouses. And everybody thought that this would be the um, tool in which to uh, uh, utilize this. So that is going to come, I, I assure you that, for um, uh, the future. That will happen for greenhouses and for agriculture. I know about it because I've been in the discussions um, about that for a long time. Many people have. And they thought because of um, the cost for heating, for greenhouses and agriculture in general, that that would be the best place to insert it for food production. And I would agree with that. So that's that's a relevant question. And you're right on. You're absolutely right on. Absolutely right on. Like radiant heat and your, I mean, things like perfect for radiant heat and your greenhouse. James, I got up, you're talking and I can't hear you. And I know you're probably sitting in your office. You might want to walk out on the porch. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? We've got you. Yes. Yeah. James, could you hear him? I can hear him. I, yes. I can hear him. Uh, James, I can't hear you. I see you're sitting. I mean, I'm watching the screen right now. You're sitting in a corner in the house or something. 
You might want to walk out on the porch. Show us a little sunshine. What? You might get a little better reception because it's been You can hear me, Zach, Zach, right? Yeah. You oh, can why? hear me okay, Zach? Yeah, that well I so, I don't I don't know why you're not able to hear him because I can hear him just fine and it's weird because we're all, all right, on well, the same call. I, mean, I got a studio too and I you know, just the 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 latency and there's a lot of cut out and James is I can hear you perfect, Zach. But I don't know if anybody else is having that problem. I just want to bring it up. I'm not being critical, Phil. So no, no, no. You're you're, you're fine. <laughs> I no, I understand, and I don't know what it is because the 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 his audio is coming in just fine, which means that it should be going out to the audience just fine. So I don't know. It's very right, well, strange. cool. I mean, I'm sitting here watching on my I'm watching on my iPhone, mm-hmm. and I saw James talking, but I still didn't hear you. And I, but the only thing I'm saying is that. My visual of you on the phone right now as you're sitting in a corner, and I'm thinking, hey, go to the porch. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I I- All I want to say is you guys have renewed my my uh, uh, interest in renewable energies again, and I got a lot of stuff to catch up on, and hopefully I'll, I'll be able to call in again and talk to you both. Thank you very much. This has been a great, 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 great product. Podcast. Excellent. Thank okay. you very much. Appreciate you listening. Bye, right, guys. Take it easy. Yep. We'll see you. Bye bye. All right. Great. Uh, I need to say thank you to Fredo Awakening. Fredo says, Remember the movie The Saint with Val Kilmer? Yes. Uh, earlier in the show, we actually told an anecdote about James sitting next to the producer of the saint and i watched it a whole bunch when i was a little kid i thought that that was great i loved it uh was there any info within that script wondering if there was hold on why wondering if there was any predictive programming need to watch so james um do you know anything about the people who made that movie were they just interested in cold fusion or did they have some connection to uh, uh anybody actually doing research uh, yeah, Dr. Peter Hagelstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look in the movies when the, um, the lead actress is uh, preparing the formulas, those actually came from Dr. Peter Hagelstein. Um, yeah, when I was sitting next to the producer, he must have, he's passed away now, but he must have been late 70s, early 80s. And um, uh, he told me um, uh, that they decided to run that script and story because at one point, the cold fusion thing that was on every major magazine cover and news story in the world mm-hmm. for probably about a month. And then it was picked up. He took, I mean, it was his and his daughter that told me the whole background uh, of why they were motivated to do that. But I always tell people when I was initially kind of educating people on the subject, I'd say, go to the uh, St. Clips and watch the Elizabeth shoe monologue when she's uh, teaching a class on cold fusion, it's the best monologue in the world describing the effects of what this can do. Back then, people thought that was just a, a dream, but not anymore. Now it's a reality. Pretty awesome. Uh, I remember, yeah, I remember it quite well. My mom and I watched it uh, many different times. All right. Uh, the Batman coming in next. I think this is Bruce. We'll see what's going on with him. Trying to look at the producers of The Saint to see if I recognize anybody's um, anybody's name. Bruce, welcome to the show, buddy. I love the love the mustache. Looking strong. Looking. St- oh, dude, I have an excellent story 
Um, so I went to go pick up breakfast for Lisa and I the other day, and the girl behind the counter was like, where'd you get that? And she points to that little, uh, alpaca that I had on my keychain. And I was like, oh, a friend of mine, his fiance is from Peru. And she was like, I grew up in Peru. I've seen those all over the place. I thought it was pretty sweet. (laughs) It's amazing how many people from Peru are living in the United States. It's incredible. Yes, it is. And and hopefully my, my fiance will be living here too. Absolutely. Yeah. We haven't we haven't officially declared fiance yet because I'm still not uh, rid of the original ball and chain. So we're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, talk about predictive programming. I'm going to will that into existence for you. I'm sure <laughs> you, you will stuff. be. I'm sure you will be engaged before too long. So, Bruce, uh, what do you think? Uh, are you interested in this subject? Very much so, because first off, um, your I, I forgot your uh, host, your uh, James name, James Martinez. James. So, James James has to know about Long Island and the Shore nuclear plant and what happened out here, how that debacle came to be. I'm sure you've read the book. Yes. So I yeah. live here on Long Island, not in Shoreham, thank God, but the cancer rate has skyrocketed through the roof. And they turned that sucker on for those who don't know the story. They turned it on for 15 minutes so they could get paid for the work they did to get that sucker started. Then it sat there for how many years now? Since the early 80s? It's been literally rotting away, and they haven't been able to drain the nuclear core. So that shit's just sitting out there. Forgive me, but... That's crazy. uh, Yeah, it frustrates the hell out of me. They turned it on for 15 minutes just so that they could declare it a working power plant, and then they shut it off and and left it to rot. Wow. Because they made their money and they ran. Freaking bureaucratic assholes, all of them. So, so was was that owned and operated by the city, or was that owned and operated by the state? I don't know. I got to be honest with you. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. But for anybody out there who wants to do the research, it's out there. There's a couple of books about it as well. It's insane. But um, the other thing I wanted to ask James right now was, um, did you hear about that janitor? The gentleman who was killed at one of the school shootings within the last oh, yeah. three months, who had created All a about engine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mentioned this earlier. That so is, one, uh, I got a call from people in Florida. Uh, I got a call from army guys. I got called a bunch of people because um, this was a, you know, Stanley Myers part two. And I'm like, wait a minute, this should never be happening. I mean, I saw the guy's YouTube videos Mm -hmm. and he was doing a huge service for the entire world. And then he was knocked off. And uh, I I was just uh, enraged by that. Anybody trying to help out like a guy like that on a practical level, I always, I always support those people. And when that happened, I was really pissed. I'm still pissed about it actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because this is, uh, you know, all our problems that we've had from pollution and all the things we've done, we could have fixed all this a long time ago. Long time ago. It's this is okay. going way I'm, too. I'm I'm a huge fan of Tesla, and we all yeah. know that had he been allowed to survive, had he been allowed to follow through, we'd all have free electricity, we'd all have free flowing water, and magic. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm sitting out in uh, one of my local watering holes out here in uh, East Northport, Long Island tonight, hanging out, listening to the show. And thank you so much, James, for your information. We love you. And I'm sorry. Let me digress. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Anytime. So, yeah, um, this is obviously very, very exciting to me. I mean, I think that energy is a huge component of the deep state control grid. And if we can remove that equation from it, I mean, think about how many people are hurting right now. I mean, like very severely as a result of this this manufactured energy crisis that we have. I mean, we know that there's enough energy out there. I mean, it doesn't have to be the way that it is right now. But, I mean, it is going to be necessary to move to some different type of of production of power at some point. And just as James said earlier in the show, uh, you know, it, it's it's very disingenuous for them to to scold us and say that, you know, you have to change, you have to stop using this stuff. You know, the, most people cannot afford to purchase an electric vehicle. And then even if you can afford to purchase an electric vehicle, who says that in eight or 10 years when you have to get a whole new battery bank that you're going to be able to afford a 10, 15, 20, $25,000 upgrade to a car at that point. Uh, and then maybe it's not even going to be worth it. You're just going to throw it away. And, uh, you know, and solar doesn't work the way that they want it to. Wind doesn't work the way that they want it to. It's just everything that they have presented to us is garbage. Meanwhile, places like China, the worst offenders in terms of uh, producing pollution, they don't have to do anything. I mean, they're using as much oil and gas as they want, and they're A-OK. Nobody gives a shit. And we're giving it away to yes. the freaking to the freaking European continents yep. because of this bonehead who considers himself to be the resident in the basement. Mm-hmm. But who am I to who am I to speculate? I just want to say one more thing. Um, I got it. Uh, lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, Red Pill. It's all right. Bro. Forgive me, Zach. Um, talking about the energy and the power sources. I almost bought a Tesla battery for my house because mm-hmm. I was in the process of dealing with, I think it was Evergreen was mm-hmm. the name of Tesla, of the Tesla uh, pan- solar panel company. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it was Evergreen. Okay. I was going to buy the battery, but it was a five year wait. So thank God I didn't buy it when I when I wanted to, because the batteries are just starting to come out now. Mm-hmm. And that's eight, almost nine years later. Oh, yeah. So yeah, anything that they anything that they put out there is at least three to five years past the date of uh, what they're expecting. Now, I do want to ask James one last question. Go ahead. And then I'm going to bounce off because I'm sure you have other callers, Zach. So, James, are we going to experience blackouts within the month of August? Do you expect that we're going to have power outages across the United States in August? Yes. Yes. All all of it is uh, done on purpose, and it's to um, manufacture uh, a whole bunch of scenarios for or the end of the United States, but it's all, uh, it's all, it's all being done on purpose. And by design. It, it is all by design and it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, but, um, I've got my generator. I've, it's, uh, thank God it's, it accepts gas, oil and propane. And if shit goes sideways, I've got all three to bounce off of. So, Good stuff. Thank right, you very Bruce. much for what you did. Thanks yeah. for being here, brother. Red pill, much love, brother. We'll see you soon. Chris love you, brother. For me. I will. <laughs> we'll and see the you. kids. <laughs> and your daughter. All right. Uh, all right. Later, brother. Have a good night, man. Peace Have out fun. from Batman. Stay safe. We'll see ya. <clears throat> all right. So, uh, 
Yeah, you know, living down here in Florida, I, I've considered the possibility of, of you know, a number of different things. I have a small solar system with a couple of, like, pretty low-scale uh, uh, lithium-ion batteries, but that's not going to be enough to run the house, you know? I mean, I don't know how long I'll even be able to run the refrigerator, but to get uh, a whole home generator, I would, you know, it's 15 grand. I mean, like, to just for the, for the generator, for the installation, to, to get the electrical hookup. But then you got to have like the propane or the natural gas. Propane is basically like like two times more efficient than natural gas. But, you know, being able to to have that on hand, I mean, that's extremely expensive, too. And it's getting more and more expensive by the day. So I don't know. Uh, Zinc and Ivy says the profit motive always causes the worst solution to be the winner. I think that's exactly what we've seen happening uh, certainly throughout the 20th and 21st centuries. OK, Amazon is coming in next. Omazon, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing wonderful. How are you guys tonight? Excellent. Excellent. Hi, James. Uh, nice to meet you. Great subject. Uh, nice I actually you. have a little little show on Foxhole, and we talked about nuclear energy the other night, and it was uh, I did did a lot of learning and and got some interesting concepts. But uh, my question, basic, or first question is the catalyst nickel rods. Um, obviously there's a technology to make them, but are they, um, can you use more than one can yes. instead of having the larger ones? Okay. Yes. There's, there's a, there's a, uh, a catalyst, catalyst rod bundle, ah. uh, is it looks like, um, a bundle of sticks, uh, put together, uh, okay. in a circular pattern. There's a bunch of them, a catalyst rods that would fit in a bundle. And that is used for um, uh, the heat. Yeah, they, they, all of that stuff has to do with the scalability of it. But that's already that's already um, in the in the planning. Okay, so that's where my next question was: right Are they going to yeah. daisy chain them for more production? Or okay, yes, they can do- yes. Okay, yeah, they've so got all they've got interest from all over the world. Actually, awesome. Um, there's uh, multiple universities in in uh, Australia and excuse me in Europe but here, here's another thing too is I don't know uh, if your audience is mostly Americans but um, the the enthusiasm is more from Europe than the United States everybody's always said this is going to come out in Europe before, before it comes right. out in the United States that makes sense and it's only been that way because of us the public uh, so this is why I'm saying you know People need to demand this stuff, and they need to uh, uh, tell their local um, city government people to how come you're not preparing and utilizing this and bringing it to market and da 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 da. Because uh, you know uh, we have the default position, and people in the company and other people that, that in Europe they'll take they'll jump on they're going to jump all over this all over this. I already know what's going to happen, and um, uh, America uh, is behind. Because uh, they said it will come here last. <laughs> a lot of people have said it's going to be here last. It'll be in Europe Jesus. and other places in the world before America. That's that. It doesn't have to be that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you. Only that way, based upon our behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Around it. Right. 
People have taken it for granted here in America because we had the ability to produce our own oil and natural gas. And now that that's been cut off, you know, there's really no backup plan uh, except for solar and wind, which, you know, I mean, that's that's great. okay, but you can't use that all over the entirety of the United States. And even if you can produce that power, you know, you got to get it someplace. There's the uh, issue of perhaps storing it because you have too much at certain times. And then, you know, from the electric vehicles, the electricity is being created with coal or with natural gas. I mean, it's the same type of, you know, pollution emitting um, uh, fuel that we've had other places. Europe is is great because you have all of these small little countries. Oftentimes they're landlocked. They don't have the ability to bring in that oil and natural gas unless it's going through other countries. So they've adopted nuclear because it's just it's so obviously easy and very, very quick. And you can, you know, pump out a whole bunch of power and it's pretty safe nowadays. But this would be even more safe and uh, a much better option to deliver energy to everybody. Um, cheaper, way cheaper. Yeah, way cheaper, way cheaper. Yeah, and that's a big that's a big part of this, of course, the, the, the expense. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of pelletizers. It was a technology that's about 20, 25 years old. They have quite a few of them in California, and I was working to get them put into Texas. And basically, to the audience, the trash truck backs up to the pelletizer, dumps its whole load, oh, yeah. and drives off. And it's all turned into pelletized energy to be yep. burned like coal or fuel. It's a plasma plasma gasification. And it is the most efficient thing on Earth, and, it just, and there's no trash dumps. But getting those things installed or legal or it's just you you already know so i'm hoping you're at the point in society society where this new idea can take off and it won't be fought and and squelched because if we 20 years later the pelletizers would have changed the the landscape but of course then they can't claim climate um change you know what's interesting about these and james you know correct me if i'm wrong but i mean the plasma gasification process, I mean, you're superheating that trash down to its elemental constituents, and then each of those, whatever they are, can be right. uh, separated off, and then they can be used for different things, and they can be used for, for gas to power a bunch of other stuff. But, I mean, I would imagine that this technology could be used to create the heat that would be required to generate the plasma gasification Great process. Great minds. Yes. Nice, <clears throat> nice. And, and then at the end, you're left with essentially, you know, a bunch of black glass beads that you can use for, I don't know, you know, tanks, <laughs> put, them in, put them in fish tanks and stuff like that. <laughs> but I mean, it takes care of the problem of energy creation. It takes care of the problem of, uh, of landfills. Uh, it takes care of a whole bunch of issues right there. Those two things combined. I love that. I, lo- I, I, I would. I, I would. I've looked into that for uh, for many years. I, I thought it was a pretty neat way to do it. I know they do it again in a couple of European countries. Right. I read the whole manual on yeah. it, and it was very thick. And the, the technology and the science is here. So both of these things put together are change change the uh, landscape. Very cool. Very very cool. All right, guys. Good. I appreciate it. I'll go now and get the next caller. Amazon. Thank you very much for calling in, brother. Appreciate it. Good Thanks, to sir. hear your voice. All right. Have a good night. And uh, hold on just a second. There we go. Okay, so this is an excellent question. Actually, I've got a couple of questions from the audience. Let me let me do this one first from Hammer on the Clock from uh, Buy Me a Coffee. He says, this sounds great. I wonder if the hydrogen produced is produced 
by running the water through an HHO process, or is the water to cool the process of generating a subharmonic pulse that would smash the two heliums together to generate helium? Does the oxygen also join the helium to turn back into water and recycle? And then he says, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess I was wrong about HHO being involved. I'm excited to see where this goes. So exactly how does this work? Because you said it's a self-perpetuating cycle. Uh, I mean, you're using water in some fashion. Is it splitting the, uh, the, the hydrogen and the oxygen apart and then putting them back together? Or is it taking the hydrogen and the oxygen and then diverting it into a separate um, you know, capture tank or something? I would say go to the website or look at the okay. live stream for that. <laughs> okay, okay. That's way too complicated for me. That's way no too complicated for me. I mean, but it's a good question though, and it's it's it, the, that gentleman. He should definitely do it in the live stream because they're going to have a chat and people are going to hear all sorts of stuff that they never even heard before ever. Okay, because on on the website uh, that I when I was looking through it, it says that an average glass of water contains sufficient hydrogen for an HHT power plant system to power 30,000 homes for a year. So one glass of water, this is, so this low energy nuclear reaction, it's, uh, you know, just from that little bit that I read earlier, it sounds like it is, you know, at the atomic level, splitting them apart. And then that energy that's created from the hydrogen and oxygen atoms actually splitting apart is then used. And I think there's a lot more to it, but a, a single glass of water powering 30,000 homes for a year. That's pretty awesome. So it does need to be replenished, but just not very often. I mean, there's a lot of atoms in a glass of water. I mean, there is a whole bunch of different reactions that can take place there. Okay, and then from the Rumble Rants here, B1 Car, and this is a great question. I was going to get to this. How would we deal with the huge amount of lost jobs that come with free energy? Also, you mentioned using a company to sell this with HVAC-type systems. How would we be sure that they wouldn't sell them high? Uh, so good questions. Okay, uh, why would they, you know, they, they they could potentially try to outprice the average person from being able to have this technology. And if this would effectively be an end to the, um, you know, oil and gas industry, the petrochemical industry, um, you know, how do we deal with those lost jobs? I mean, obviously, New jobs would be created, but could they be created at the scale that would be required to replace those jobs that are going to be lost? Okay. These questions are precisely the type of questions that should be being discussed with legislators, business people all over the place. I'm so glad that that person asked those type of questions because this is the stuff that's supposed to be discussed before this stuff happens. Mm -hmm. See, the, the way it's being done now, why were they just they're just shutting off everything? Nobody in our field wanted to have this technology come out and people lose jobs and the oil business just shut down. No, 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 it was never that. We wanted a smooth transition, but we wanted government assistance to do this. But that we that they never cooperated us with us to do that. None of them. No administration, Democratic, Republican, they never did anything to assist that. So that person that's asking these questions. All right. That's absolutely wise, smart, strategic, and I don't have the answers for it because the people that are in charge of jobs and all those things, uh, they, 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 a lot of them don't even know what's going on yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this discussion we're having, this should be happening all over America right now, all over America, because you can create jobs because there's so many applications with this. 
I've told this people before, there's so many different applications for this and everything's going to be redesigned to sit, to, to work with this. So we can create jobs, new jobs while transitioning from the old ones into new ones, right. but how that's to be done, you know, that's part of the discussion about why I've been having this before it even comes out. That's the mm-hmm. whole point. So right. when people ask questions, like I'm glad that they're thinking like that because that's important. Okay. So, and yes, I mean, you know, what I was saying uh, in the intro to that question, I mean, new industries will be created. Uh, I would also say that the oil and gas industry is already on its way out. I mean, they've made it very clear that they want to completely transition us away. And as it stands right now, there doesn't appear to be any plan uh, to give those people jobs or get them into any other type of field. Um, See, so it's yeah, we, we weren't into that. No, I didn't no, want them no. to lose all their jobs. And no, everything. This is, these are the Democrats. I never was into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wanted a nice, smooth transition that would have started 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but with the proper funding and money to make it all work. But nobody listened. Nobody listened. They didn't care. They didn't do anything. Only people I know, there's a small handful of people that we're talking with. I mean, I've talked with the Swiss government on this. They're already planning for this to arrive. So mm-hmm. they're city planners and the way they're constructing houses, what it will cost what the houses will look like, uh, how things will be powered. They're already behind the scenes in offices planning this already, which is exactly what we should have been doing uh, because they know what's going to happen. So this is these are important discussions that the public uh, has should have a vested stake in. So I'm, I'm glad this is happening and people are asking those questions because that's exactly what needs to happen before. Okay. It's good. Uh, also, Big Ten Inch says, I just tuned in late. Have you discussed the diamond and spent plutonium battery? I'm curious. They say it will last thousands of years. We haven't discussed it today. I've actually done a little bit of research about that myself. I know that it's going to be coming to market soon. Uh, you know, obviously, if we're going to be producing energy, James, then we have to have adequate sources of storage for that energy. I like these new diamond and plutonium batteries. It solves the uh, problem of getting rid of nuclear waste. It creates it in a, a small package that's sealed up in something that's not going to uh, you know, leak. And then it allows you have to have a battery that's going to last for a very, very long time. Um, is that anything that uh, Berluin is, uh, is, is working on as well? Are they only focused on the production of this initial product uh, or are they? No, they're just out? strictly creating the energy and the applic- the, all the applications that will come onto it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, people will have to retrofit that toward, toward with the existing energy itself. This is going to create a whole new industry and in engineering and so forth. So uh, that's, they're not going to be doing that. They're just supplying the energy itself. Okay. And then Fredo- power stations and all that stuff has been discussed already. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Fredo says, Oh no, you missed my rant, Zach. We need prayers for Barney. His bottom surgery flashbacks are coming back. Also, this $1 rant identifies as $100. Grats on the windfall. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that's about. And then B1 Car says, this is the person who asked the question about new jobs being created. I live in West Virginia coal country, and everything here revolves around it. What about our diesel trucks and autos? This sounds sci-fi and out of my league. I like diesel motors, and this tech worries me. Well, again... Uh, you know, this type of stuff, I mean, it's going to have to be decided. The infrastructure has to be created. And the way that our society is set up, I mean, that's a governmental process right there. Uh, private companies are going to have to be the ones to actually produce it and install it. But, I mean, the actual 
plans surrounding it, it's going to be done with uh, the uh, assistance of governments. Now, whether that's federal or state or local, you know, I think that that, again, comes in with uh, James's uh, comment about why we need to be involved in this conversation and just not just expecting that somebody else is going to go ahead and figure it out, because I think they've shown us that they couldn't give a shit. Okay, I mean, they're going to be taken care of. Let's be real honest. They're going to be taken care of. They already have money. They've got investments. And as long as they continue to collect dividends and the people of America sit down and shut up, they're not going to do anything about it. Uh, This is why this conversation is so important. Yeah. At the ground level with your listeners, they need to know about this now before this whole thing gets started. Really important that all the engineers and science guys, they don't have time for this stuff at all. They're strictly doing the actual engineering and they don't have, that's not their thing. The thing we're doing right now is that's the most important part. I can tell you right now. Because I've been in the rooms and all the arguments. What about this? How about this? And this is the this is the key thing we're doing here. Yeah, and you know, just from my perspective, ideally, gasoline powered cars and diesel trucks would not go anywhere. Uh, you know, I would like to still be able to drive around. You know, I, I don't want to get screwed over here in the next six months and find that I have to buy a Tesla because I'm just not going to drive anymore if that's the case. Um, but I mean, I, ideally, these industries are not going to go anywhere. They're just going to continue on and other industries are going to come in and integrate with them. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name? Hey, Zach. This is Joel. How you doing? Joel, hey, buddy. How are you, man? I saw that number and I was like, good. I wonder if I know this person. It's good to hear from you, man. How you doing? Good, good. I, I went uh, camping with Enoch last weekend. So oh, cool, dude. Cool. You went to the Magapalooza. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So anyway, um, James, great to talk to you. I've been listening to your uh, podcast on Spotify. And I, I started at the beginning and I got to uh, about the part where uh, this young girl was abused by her father and, you know, the SRA stuff. And then I had to kind of back off because <laughs> it was pretty heavy. But uh, I've been listening to your uh, to the interview here, and it's absolutely amazing. So I had a few questions. The, the Buffalo shooter uh, question's already been answered. So that was an actual guy who actually did that. Oh, it's real. killed at- in Buffalo. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I only seen a little bit of it. I didn't know if it was true or not, but that's, that's awful. Yeah. I talked about Um, it on an episode of Occam's razor, but you know, what was really interesting about it is that uh, when Joe Biden did like the eulogy for the victims of the, you know, the Buffalo mass shooting, uh, he mentioned that guy and he said, he loved electric cars. And I was like, what the fuck? He didn't love electric cars. He invented a water-powered car. But he, Joe Biden would never say that. He's got to twist it just a little bit. He he wished he could have bought a Tesla before he was gunned down by a white supremacist uh, 4chan shooter. Just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he he wouldn't have grasped it anyway. So No. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so, James, what are the catalyst rods made of? I didn't hear that. He said the catalyst uh, rods. The, they're made from yeah, so what, oh, the catalyst rods. Well, they, uh, they have many elements to them, but the primary one is nickel. The exact ratios of the nickel and everything, I think that's proprietary because uh, um, and trade secret, um, but okay. uh, uh, it's nickel. Yeah. Okay, because I know India was using like. They're trying to develop thorium uh, reactors in, uh, for their nuclear power. 
so I didn't know what they were. You said it was um, it was fragile, so that's why I was wondering what what it could be made out of. So it's probably a, a blend of things. So very interesting. And is it? You says it's cold fusion, so it's like uh, nuclear fusion instead of fission, like uh, a, a nuclear reactor. It's, it is. I would. This is what I would do. Where are you? Go to the go to uh, Cold Fusion sixty minutes on YouTube. That'll explain the entire history of what it is, how it is, how it came to be, and what's actually happening on a very tiny level. Um, that's I always tell people to do that because a lot of this is uh, something new for people. A lot of people didn't think this existed. They heard about it, but then they, you know, they believed the disinformation. They didn't realize what was going on behind the scenes, but. You know, this is the real thing. This is the real thing, everybody. So, uh, Joel, if you go to the website, they actually say that this is a third type of nuclear reaction. So you got fusion, fission, and then LENR, the low energy nuclear reaction. And they do, they go into some great depth uh, on the website explaining it and in fairly simple layman's terms. So I would definitely check it out. It's uh, uh, Did you get the link or should I drop it in the chat right now? Yeah, yeah. No, I... I I have it in a tab on my computer. Okay, okay cool. So, you know, so I, I was kind of looking at it as you guys were, were talking. So um, another question, I mean, have you ever, have you or your team been threatened over this stuff yet? Yeah, I was. I, uh, I was threatened by the director of science at NASA about this many, many years ago. I went public about it in a press conference in Europe, actually, Um they did not like the fact that I was putting it into pop culture and putting it all over the uh, airwaves many, many years ago when uh, I was in radio. Um, I was uh, I went public about it in um, Amsterdam at the Breakthrough Energy Conference there. I was supposed to be there with Russell Means, and we were going to announce this, uh, everything that happened. So, yeah, I did have death threats about it. Um, they ended pretty quickly. Um, but I uh, haven't had anything, uh, happen like that since, because there's too many people involved now. There's way too many people involved. So it's not going to be like that. This is going to come out of the box and this is going to be the new thing and it's going to change the world. Are you there, Joel? Yeah. 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 I am. I, James cut off for a little bit. So I was trying to listen to what he was, okay. he was saying. Um, yeah, I mean, the other question I was going to uh, ask, I mean, have you ever thought of having this open source so people could just, you know, look at it and, and use it for themselves? Because I always thought if there was a upcoming energy, it's hard to copyright it because there's so many blocks in the way and there's so many people that are after you. I don't know if, if that would be a way to go or, or not. It's a good question, and it's been discussed behind the scenes for years and years and years. The reason why is because it's taken so long to develop at this point. It could have done, been done a lot faster. It's only because of bureaucracy, greed, and monopolies that it didn't go open source. Personally, between you and I, I think uh, after this gets out on the street, it's been on there for a couple of years, it should all go open source that way, all the espionage and stealing, all the lawsuits which are going to happen, um, they won't. They won't exist. Uh, there's already been lawsuits in this industry already. Most people don't know about that, um, and that's that happened two or three years ago. 
and in uh, Andrea Rossi's company was involved with it. But that that's already occurring. But personally, I think, yes, at some point, it all should be open source because then it's an equal playing field and then people can um, uh, go amongst their business and develop them themselves because ultimately um, this is like a, a gift from God. Uh, this is the spiritual equalizer that we've all been waiting for for, human, for, for, for thousands of years as a, as a clean, abundant energy source. And that's where we're at now. So, um, and I might add for anybody that uh, is thinking about it, this is, this is a great thing that American technology has done. We discovered it, we developed it. And that our economy is not over as much as everybody says, because this totally alters the game 100%. Still there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, they, uh, yeah, this gives people the the freedom that they need. I mean, now you don't need, you know, two income household. You can do one income household because if this technology, I mean, it would be your heat, air conditioning, water heater, you know, everything. And if you don't have to pay for that, and you know that that frees up so much time and so much capital that we use i mean it's mm-hmm. yeah that's fundamentally that's changes how we deal with each other that's the key to this how we interface yeah. with each other culturally all across the world this is what's needed now because all the world and all the crap that everybody's been through for generations had to do with haves and have nots this will equal it out so we, we don't need war with this. We, we're past all that now. They know it. Behind the scenes, they know that. So this is, yeah. this is the, the great moment. That's why, I, that's why I do these broadcasts like this, to, to get to people on the ground so they realize this. It's really critical. Okay. Well, thank you for your time, James. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, thanks for being on on Zach's show and uh, you know, good luck. Uh, what time is the, the broadcast on Monday for your demo? It should say on the website. Okay. ICCF24.org. It's been an honor to talk to you and uh, have a good night. Thank we'll you. see you, you next time, Joel. Good to talk to you, buddy. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Have a great night. Okay. And then a couple of more thank yous from the audience. Let's see. Uh, Okay, uh, let's see. Big Ten Inch again says, This brave new world is wonderful if it comes to pass. Call me old-fashioned, but what is going to happen to the weekend drives and the old muscle cars of the past riding on Harleys cruising across the country? Yeah, and that's why I'm saying, you know, I mean, I'm hoping that the internal combustion engine doesn't go anywhere. I just hope that we have the ability to bring these new technologies to market so that we can continue to enhance the world. You know, we have essentially been stuck uh, in terms of development of these things. I mean, think about how long we've been getting 22 miles to the gallon in a car when you go back 40 or 50 years and you had plenty of, uh, uh, you know, anecdotes of people building carburetors that would allow you to get 100, 150 or, or, or miles or more to the gallon on these things. You know, and I'm sure that there have been a lot of other technologies that just came and went and they never even allowed them to go to market. I think that one of the first production vehicles on the road was an electric vehicle, didn't have a battery. It like produced electricity as you drove down 
down the street and it would power the engine that way. Uh, Freight Awakening then says, a gesture of appreciation with this one. It's so fun to see Occam's Razor four days a week. So appreciative of your hard work and thankful for the great guests you bring on. Thank you, James. And thank you, Zach. And then Big 10-inch, last one, cruising across the country uh, to car rallies. It seems like we will be losing a part of our past. And again, yeah, I just, I hope that those don't go anywhere. Um, But unfortunately, the direction that the country is going right now, it looks like they want to take all internal combustion engines off the road. Uh, You know, so just think what's going to happen. If everybody has to buy an electric vehicle, if everybody has to buy an electric lawnmower, um, you know, I mean, there are so many different things that run out there on small internal combustion engines, and it would uh, it would just devastate, I think, a, a lot of different sectors of the economy. But if we could keep those sectors and then uh, augment them with new sectors coming in and uh, we can just make things better, then I think this would be a, a much brighter world. James, we're at the end of the show, so I always like to ask the guest, what do you want people to take away from tonight's conversation? That there's a new beginning, that we've arrived for humanity at this new time. It's taken an enormous amount of effort. This is a, it's a, this is a thing of national pride. This is American technology that did this. And the, the engineers and scientists, the people who have been behind this for the last 34 years, as far as I'm concerned, they should be given medals because is, they've, they've struggled enormously behind the scenes to get to this point. So this is a critical point for everybody. The timing of it couldn't be more important. And this is, this is a new beginning, but it's got, the public has to demand this and they've got to get actively involved. There, there's still opportunity for investment. U.S. investment is still going on right now. Uh, this is going to happen, be happening throughout the week. And uh, there's people coming in from all over the place now that are realized what's happened. So um, just this is, for once, there's good news in the world. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, choosing to come here and, and tell us about all this stuff. I'm pretty stoked about it. I'll definitely be watching the demo on Monday. Uh, If you guys are only seeing this show today and you didn't see anything else I did, I did an interview earlier tonight with uh, someone who is a candidate for county clerk in Mesa County, Colorado. His name is Peter Lupia. They're trying to organize a hand recount in Colorado because... There was another algorithmically, uh, you know, uh, outside of the uh, uh, realm of possibility result that took place in the um, primary that took place there in June. And all of the America First candidates apparently lost while the establishment candidates were the ones who won. So they're trying to raise funds to get the recount off the ground. If you go watch that interview, it's only 15 or 20 minutes and you can get all the information in it. I would love it if everybody here was to check out Brilliant's website. Also check out the ICCF website so you can see the demonstration on Monday. It's all in the description below if you missed it in the chat. Uh, James, thank you once again for being here. I know we're going to stay in touch and I look forward to seeing what uh, else you guys come up with and how quickly we can get this to market. So thank you everybody for being here. I passed out the gold pills. I think that's it. Thanks for the people who supported the show tonight. Really, really appreciate it. And let me just check Lisa's cash app before we go. Make sure. Okay, Brenda. Uh, Brenda, thank you very much. Appreciate that. And James, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you before we go? Yeah, feel free. You can find me on uh, James Martinez Media on Patreon. Okay, awesome. Until Monday, I'll see you guys then. Good luck and God bless.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.